here in one of your offices talking about another business. We got a lot of things going here. So tell me a little bit about uh, this shipment of shoes you've recently got. Yeah, so we just got a new shipment of shoes. This is for Polished. So mm-hmm. this is a men's shoe company that I started with a partner. Um, we've been working on it for close to two years, but we've only actually been open for about six months. Okay, when you say open, what does that mean? I know this is a completely virtual type shop. Yeah. So what yeah. is so, yes, sold online at polished.shoes, uh-huh. so polished with an ed at the end, dot shoes, no www.com or anything. We manufacture shoes in Brazil. Um, this is an, in the south of Brazil, a region known for really high-quality leatherworking, generations of shoemakers down there. So we manufacture them there, we import them to the States, and we sell them online at polished.shoes. And I've heard that many of the craftsmen, artisan things around shoes specifically has kind of been dying in the U.S. Yeah. So what, you know, what, what's special about these shoes? Yeah, so people ask me from time to time, like, you know, why don't you, you buy American? Why don't you make shoes in America? Sure. And my answer is like, look, if you show me people and, and materials and supply chains that can produce shoes this good in America, great. I'd be happy to. But the fact is, uh, these people in Brazil are just really good at what they do. So, like a shoe like this, I mean, is hand, I mean, almost any of these. There's there's no glue here. Like the the upper is not glued to the sole. It's all smashed together. It's gonna last you for three months and then die. Like this is hand stitched. This is all real leather from. I mean, some of the best tanneries in the world are in the south of Brazil. In this particular example, I've got a neoprene sock in here. That's pretty cool. You can wear it with or without socks. It's going to stretch to accommodate your foot even throughout the day as your foot swells. It's just a really comfortable, well-made shoe, and you can't make stuff like this in America, you know, for better or worse. Prior to this company, as far as I know, all of these businesses you've been in have been a lot of virtual-type product. The Internet helps us get those products. Um, Or the Internet is part of the product, right, with web, with marketing and things like that. So how are we in here doing... Retail, where does this yeah. come from yeah, this for is, you? This is totally new for me. So I, long story, we could get into it if you want, but um, I didn't know anything about retail, didn't know very much about e-commerce, didn't know anything about international business, manufacturing, import, all the stuff that I need to know about for this business. But I was interested in all those things. And I thought, you know, I could go back to school and get a second MBA and, you know, spend 50 grand or whatever. Or I could invest, like, the same amount of money and actually probably learn more than I would from a classroom experience have a lot more fun doing it and maybe make a lot of money. So um, I, I went for option B and so uh, partner Nico Branzato and I formed the company. We flew to Brazil and toured a bunch of workshops and factories, met a bunch of people, designed a line of shoes and um, took a long time. COVID complicated that a lot, but we're off to the races selling shoes. So how did you meet this business partner? So I met him at church actually. He, uh, he comes from the shoe industry. He spent his whole life in the shoe business. He owns a chain of shoe stores in Brazil. Actually, he still has them. Is he, he, so he's Brazilian? He's Brazilian. Okay. He came to the U.S. to give his family a better life mm. and ended up joining the same church where I've been a member for a long time. And we got to know each other. We became friends. We did some real estate deals together. Both of us were kind of bored entrepreneurs. And we were talking about ways that we could work together. And he said, why don't we, you know shoes? Um, I know the marketing and e- the, the digital side of things, um, technology, and we said, you know, it'd be fun to get an excuse to go to Brazil periodically, take a taxi trip, and, and I could learn all these things and, you know, along the way make a, make a successful business. So okay. That's the short version. 
All right, so it's not just shoes, though. You've got shoes, other belts, products. and wallets. Yes, belts um, and wallets. More to come, but right uh -huh. now it's men's shoes, belts, and wallets. So how did you guys go about deciding the way we're going to market and sell this product is going to be exclusively e-commerce and internet? Because yeah. you could, if he had stores, and yeah, maybe that's still in the yeah. works, maybe you'll have stores one day, I don't know, but why did you decide on the format? So we talked about the possibility of stores, and, and maybe we'll still do that someday, okay. but honestly, I don't want to staff stores. Um, I certainly don't want to be tied down to personally staffing, and I don't really want the headaches of hiring retail staff. Um, you've got really high rents, and you've it's, it's just hard to make money in physical retail, but I think if we do this right, we can scale an online business so much faster because you've got, instead of one section of town that you draw customers from, I can draw customers from anywhere across the U.S., and we get a really great warehouse operation going and great customer service. We've already got the product pretty well figured out, so we've got a great product. We're working on the marketing and making a lot of strides, so you get a great product, great marketing, Great customer service and great fulfillment, like logistics. Man, you got a business that you can scale in a hurry. So, so we're excited about growing nation. We're already nationwide, but we're excited about um, growing at scale. And I think we can make a lot more money and have a lot less stress than a network of physical stores. How does one go about finding the right partners in business? That's a deep question, I think, because yeah. a lot of folks out there are good at their one thing, or they have partners, they've hated in the past, how do we even know we should or when to team up with other folks? Yeah, I didn't know this was a three-hour podcast. Right? right, that's what I'm trying to figure out here. <laughs> that's what I'm trying, I've had, mostly, I think I've been blessed to be able to find good partners and yeah. subs and things like that, people I like and trust, and because we have similar interests, that's how we know each other. Yeah. But that's not everybody's game. Yeah. Sometimes they're looking for investment, or they're looking for partners in areas specifically they don't have talents in. But how do we know who to work with? So I could say a lot of things about that. Number one is most partnerships fail. Like statistically, yeah. the vast majority of partnerships fail, um, and a lot of times they're they're messy failures. They're you know it's like a divorce only sometimes with more money involved. And so um, it is important to pick the right partner, and it's really important to talk through a lot, have a lot of hard conversations before you you know get in a bad situation, right? So. How are we going to make decisions? How are we going to set each other's salary? Um, how are we going to decide if we should borrow money or if we should admit another partner or when we're going to hire people or how we're going to spend money? And what if I'm really, I, every time I travel for work, I go to these fancy steakhouses and you go to McDonald's, like you're going to resent me, right? So you've got to have all those conversations ahead of time and make sure that you're aligned in your, your core values and how you show up in the world. Um, but then as far as the, the actual you know, skill profile. I just want to find somebody that has very different skills from mine. I don't need another one of me. So I didn't know anything about manufacturing. Nico knows a ton about manufacturing. I didn't know anything about shoes. Maybe a little bit. I've always loved shoes, but I didn't know very much about shoes. He knows a ton about shoes. I mean, he just walks up and looks at your foot and like it's it's cracks me up. Like he'd be like, Oh, you should consider this shoe. No, don't go for that shoe. It's not gonna be like he's well. He knows everything there is about shoes, about how they're made, about how to carry. Um, he knows a lot about international business. I didn't know much about that, like importing and exporting and stuff. But I knew a lot of things that he didn't know. And so we, we make a pretty good partnership in that way. So find somebody that shares your values but doesn't share your skills. Make sure you can trust that person because it's going to be miserable if you don't. Um, if you can trust that person, you like their core values, and they have different skills, and you can put 
you know, two plus two and get five, that's a pretty good partnership. Gotcha. Okay, so tell us about this shipment. January of uh, 2022, you got in a bunch of new shoes here. And uh, I'm interested in about all of these pairs at this point. Yeah, so right. tell us what we're looking at, some of these models, how you guys design them and come up with them, or what I'm looking at. So we got a bunch of new designs, and I'm excited about trying out some new things. I think one of my favorites that gray one. Okay. Um, so if you're listening to this, you, you just have to imagine it is a, a really great um, upper it's like a, a nubuck leather. So it's like a suede, only a shorter nap, which makes it a lot easier to care for. Right? If you okay. ever had a suede shoe, you don't want to get it wet. And right. It's, right. So this is a lot easier, but it looks really awesome. It's gray. It's a wingtip style. So if you just look at it from the top, it looks like this really nice dress shoe. And by the way, almost all of our shoes come with two laces, so different colors. You can yes. make it more conservative yep. or less conservative, depending on your style or what you're wearing it with. Um, but then we paired this with a sneaker sole. So this is an uber comfortable shoe. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you've never worn a real leather shoe, you don't know what it's like until you've worn it. Because leather, I mean, you think about it. That's, that's what I that's what I figured out. With the you first figured pair out because you're wearing in the fall. Shoes, yeah. I can wear this all day, and this is the type of shoe that I would have thought prior to having a real real leather shoe back in the '90s, yeah. back when Mom took care of this. Yeah, story. right. That there's no chance the I'm wearing this. Yes, I'm, I'm not wearing this more than two hours. Yeah, yeah, right. Just for church, and then I'm out. Right. Yeah. Right. No, a leather shoe should be more comfortable because, I mean, some people don't want to think about this, but leather is just skin, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you if you get a bruise or something, and your arm swells up, and then it goes back down, like no big deal, right? It's the same thing with a leather shoe. Your foot literally changes size and shape from morning until night. Mm -hmm. um, a leather shoe is gonna adapt with you. It's going to give you good support, but comfort. It's going to breathe so you're not hot in the summer, you're not cold in the winter. Um, it's not going to smell bad because the, the leather is naturally antimicrobial. Like A leather shoe done well is really pretty amazing. And then you think about the construction of it. I talked before about how most of our soles are, are hand-stitched, so you can see here um, the, the stitching that's holding the upper to so a lot if you ever had cheap shoes you probably experienced where they separate right yeah, the sole right. is flopping around yep. depending on you know how uh, important they are to you and how much you love them maybe you try to glue them back together or whatever um, these are like stitched down and then some people want custom insoles because you know they're um, they've got flat feet or whatever yep, right. so all of our shoes are going to have removable insoles but even out of the box, they're going to have a lot more structure. This is not just a flat piece of foam, right? Mm. This is a sheepskin leather. So it's a premium leather that's going to have all those tendencies of leather that I talked about. But then there's like a memory foam layer. Yeah. There's arch support built in. So a lot of people that normally have to wear custom or semi-custom insoles actually can take this right out of the box and be comfortable in it. Um, so I don't know if I answered your question. I got rambling there. but. All good. So, what is the goal? What is the what's the next step? How does this company grow up? You said it's been less than two years. Yeah. So we've only been selling online for a little over six months. Oh, okay. Um, so unknown brand, and the challenge with you know starting a new business is always the brand. Like if if you're trying to get somebody to buy from you, they've never heard of the company, they've never heard of me, and especially with shoes, you can't try on the shoes. You know that's a tall order. Yeah, so the right. first thing is to establish the brand. So we're working, doing a lot of digital marketing, spending a lot of money to blanket people's social media feeds and all, all kinds of different platforms and channels that we're delivering just to get people comfortable with the brand, educate them about why, you know, what polish stands for and what kind of shoes we make. 
Um, but what I find is once somebody buys the first pair, they almost always buy a second. I'm on, I'm on pair number two, everybody, so I'm a believer already. I had somebody that ordered two pairs. Normally, people only buy one pair. I had somebody buy two pairs. Um, they got the shoes, and two days later, they ordered two more pairs, and they're already talking to me about, should I get this one or this one? And that's not a weird situation. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't know that men wore this many shoes. I love it. I'm happy they do. Right. But thing, literally, I've got people that have bought seven and eight pairs of shoes from me because they're like, this is amazing. You've got all the different styles that I need, and they're so much more comfortable. And, and they're a lot cheaper than, say, a $400 pair of Allen Edmonds or something. Similar quality, very comfortable, I think pretty stylish, um, at an average price point of like 150 bucks. What's not to like? There you go. Very good. So what uh, what do you expect from this company moving forward? Is this something you're going to hang on to long term? You're yeah. looking to um, bring in a certain number of sales or a certain move a certain number of product? What do we expect to see from you guys uh, in 2022 and beyond? Yeah, so I a lot of companies, um, I'm thinking about the exit when I start, right? right. I'm going to hold this for X number of years <clears throat> and get out. This... I mean, maybe we'll sell, but right now I'm having a lot of fun with it, and, and I like shoes, and I like an excuse to go to Brazil periodically, so um, I expect to hold this company for a long time and grow it substantially. So right now, it is, to be perfectly transparent with you, it's kind of a hobby business. Like, I've got lots of other things that I'm doing, and my partner has a lot of other things that he's doing. This is not our bread and butter. But I told him in a recent meeting, like, you know, I, at this point, if, if we're each making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year in a hobby business, like that's cool. It's enough to give some attention to you, and I'm, I'm happy with that. But let's not screw around and say, like, neither one of us need an extra job, and, and we don't want to do this to make $50,000 a year. Like, let's make some real money at it. Um, and then when we get to that point, which won't be too far away, then we'll look at it and say, okay, do we want to sell this whole thing to somebody else? Probably not, but maybe. Um, are we happy just to run a lifestyle business that doesn't take very much of our time, a few hours a week, we're, we're a couple times a year going to Brazil, we're designing cool shoes, we've got great customers. It's a company that we're proud of, but it's throwing off a few hundred thousand dollars a year. Are we happy? Or do we really want to scale this thing and say, look, instead of shipping 10 pairs of shoes a day, we want to ship 100 pairs of shoes a day or 1,000 pairs of shoes a day. Um, and in that case, and you know, we're talking about Real money. Right. And, and I don't know yet right. what we'll do, but we're definitely not going to mess around and just be like, you know, oh, we sold five pairs of shoes today, we're happy. Like, we're, we're, we're yeah. in it for more than that. So my last question and last thought here is, uh, what about celebrity endorsements and when when am I playing basketball in this shoe? That's how I yeah. grew up on that. So yeah, right. if I can't play basketball in this shoe, you know, like, I don't yeah. know. So when are we coming up with the sports line and the celebrity endorsements. Yeah, well, so the sports line is not here yet. We want to master. So most of our shoes, actually a lot of the ones that we've got here today, are on the sort of business casual side, right? right. These are mm -hmm. not shoes that you would wear with the tux. Some people would wear these with a suit. Um, most people wouldn't, but a lot of people, but we do have shoes that can be worn with a suit. I don't have any of them here in front of me, but absolutely, like a shoe like this, you could wear with, um, you know, khakis or slacks and a, and a sport jacket for sure. And some people wear these with a suit. We've got other more classically styled shoes. But about the closest to an athletic shoe is, you know, something like this. It's sort of a sneaker, but it's an upscale sneaker. It's a nice sneaker right. or something like you're holding. Um, and we kind of want to master that space first and make sure that we've got the brand established. We've got all our systems and processes in place. We're making good money. 
we can ensure an awesome product that people love. Then we'll talk about women. We'll talk about um, more athletic shoes. And we'll probably get there. But so far, men's dress to business casual is kind of the range. Celebrity endorsements, you asked yes, about. Yes, that too, that. right? Absolutely. We think that's critical. <clears throat> because, number one, everybody that wears one of these shoes loves it. Yeah, so they, far so good then. They, so I've got confidence in the product. The problem is getting you to wear it the first time, right? You've never heard me. You've never heard of this shoe company. And you can't try it on. That's a high bar to order your first shoe. Once you order it, you're going to buy more. So if I can get people um, that have influence, people already trust, to talk about the shoes, they wear the shoes, they say, this is, a, this is the best shoe I've ever worn, which people say that kind of thing. Yeah. Then all the people who trust them automatically trust the shoe line enough to try the first one. Once you try the first one, then you're good. So absolutely, celebrity endorsement doesn't necessarily have to be a celebrity People that um, want to try the shoes and are willing to talk about them is absolutely the ticket and it's a key part of our, our growth strategy going into 2022.